You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First-Round Nothing, Head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, welcome to episode 142A of Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan. Another great weekend. Thanks to Truro, Nova Scotia for hosting us, an NHL alumni game featuring myself, George Larac, Shane Corson, David Brine, Matt Climey, Chad Brownlee. Who am I forgetting? Andre Wah, Matthew Dandino, Joey McDonald. It was an awesome time. Joe DePenta. Joe DePenta was there. And a uh, good time I had by Shane Corson. Yeah, it was uh, nice to play with Corson again. And uh, it's just great. It was, what a wicked rink to play Junior A in. Ran into my buddy Tanner Dredge, a few Newfoundlanders up that way playing. And uh, anyway, we had over 3,000 strong. Packed into a an awesome new arena in Truro, Nova Scotia it was fantastic and uh, 
appreciate the hospitality put off by everybody. Um, yeah, we went out and had an awesome time. So thanks. And speaking of those games, I'll get to the Super Bowl in a second. Uh, but I, I made a note to myself. You know, we played the week before, as you know, in Clarenville, Twillingate, and Springdale, Newfoundland. Well, not that you definitely know, but I talked about it last time. So if you listen to this podcast or you follow my stories, you see the little trip we went on, the Wendell Clark and Friends, last week. And Rick Vi was on the trip with me. And Rick told some stories. And I'm curious here. Because I noticed Rick isn't, I, I, I didn't see his number up in the rafters or his name. I didn't see him on Legends Row with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yet, Rick is only one of three Maple Leafs, four now with Matthews, I guess, to, to get 50 goals. He had the record until Matthews with 54. He scored 50, 51, and 54 in 82, 83, and 84, respectively. Um, the only other 50-goal scorers before Matthews were Gary Lehman and, and, and Dave Anderchuk, who did it one season each, not to take away from their accomplishments. It's phenomenal to get 50 goals. But for Rick Five not to be on Legends Row in Toronto or really even acknowledged, now he didn't make a big deal of it, but I've looked into it since, and I don't know. I think that's kind of ridiculous. With the, I mean, the Maple Leafs have a long history, a fairly storied one. It's not all about winning, but it's a storied history. They've had some great little snippets in time. They've had some interesting, unique players come through their system. But Rick Vive had 53 years in a row. And he isn't in the rafters or on Legends Row. That seems odd to me. I don't know if there was a falling out. I have no idea, but it's so obvious that something is amiss. Wouldn't you agree? If you're a Leafs fan, what do you have to cheer about? You haven't won it in a, in, in a half a century. You have the odd playoff series that's been interesting. The odd superstar come through. Gilmore, Sundin, Matthews, Marner. You've had lightning in a bottle. Some real personable goalies. Curtis Joseph, Ali Belfour. You've had some players that go balls to the wall. Darcy Tucker, Shane Corson. You've had tough guys, Ty Domi, Clint Orr, or Colton Orr, and on and on. I'm just giving some examples. You've had reasons to cheer if you're a Leafs fan. It's not always about the Stanley Cup, although that pursuit is has been rather negative. It's been hard to even get out of one round, but still... You know, whatever. One team wins the Stanley Cup. But I would think if you're a Leafs fan, Rick Five is one of the people that you applaud the most. No? Rick Five? I know it was a while ago, but only three players other than Matthews ever scored 50, and they were all in the 80s. And again, Five did it three times in a row. Now, I was too young to know what was going on. To form a sentence, probably, when that happens. Yes. Uh, 
You know, I was five years old, four years old when he first did it. So I don't even really remember thinking about the Toronto Maple Leafs at all. I remember hearing Rick Vives' name. I remember he coached against me, of course, in pro. And I remember the late 80s coming into my own. He was over in Chicago and a, and a good player. But he was fucking great with the Leafs. Like I said, just a little bit too too far into my past for me to really appreciate when he was doing it. But fuck, man, look at the stats. Now, he didn't complain. Like I said, I was just driving with him, and I brought it up, and he said, no, no, I'm none of those things. I said, yeah, I didn't see your name up in the rafters. He said, no, it's not. I said, well, what about Legends Row? They have that for the Leafs. I mean, there's all kinds of Leafs on Reg Legends Row. You're the only one who had three times had 50 goals, first leap to do it. One of the most memorable leap scorers ever, and you're not on it? He said, no, I'm not. He just left it like that. Anyway, a curious little tidbit of information. I don't know what happened there, but I'm sure no one listens to this that can influence that, but on the small chance they do, I mean, what the fuck? Rick Vive got to be honored. Super Bowl last night, what'd you think? So this is awful because or it's good for the Kansas City Chiefs and congrats to them. Like anybody from the Kansas City Chiefs is going to listen to this. But anyway, I mean, I don't know what football faithful are going to think of that. They're probably going to be pissed off at the call late in the game. I believe it was holding. Um, what do they call that? Pass interference, I suppose. Uh, it's 35 to 35. The penalty gets called. It was kind of a foregone conclusion for that time. From that time on, uh, Kansas City kicked a 27-yard field goal and pretty much ran out the clock. And now the rest is history. But uh, what's awful about it from my point of view is that I made one bet with my friend. Okay, I bet on the Kansas City. You guys know, I, I mentioned it on here. I'm not a football connoisseur, but I listen to the experts and I watch a lot. So I know the players. I know the storylines. There are so many rules that, no, I wouldn't be able to call plays or anything like that. But I'm interested. And I have a decent working knowledge of what goes on. And uh, I called... <laughs> So my dad and I were talking before the game. I called everything, and I went to get a pro line. Now, I did bet on the game. I had 50 bucks with a buddy. So I bet on Kansas City, of course. So I'll make, you know, 100, 100 and change. But I went up to get a, a pro line, for those that don't know. It's just the, I go down to the corner store here. It's, uh, I believe it's part of Atlantic Lottery, isn't it? Um but, you know, you make a bet at the store. And all this new sports betting came up in recent history. I've never really used it. I just go to the store, buy myself a pro line. So I went to the and for some reason, my ticket wouldn't go through. I was there an hour yesterday before the game. So the game started at 8 o'clock Newfoundland time. I went to the store at 6. I bet Kansas City. I bet. And I bet I'm out, outright uh, head-to-head for, for them to win. 
So I would have won that. I had I had Jalen Hurts rushing yards. I had Patrick Mahomes rushing yards. They both whatever whatever the line was, they both covered it. I had field goals made. I had the right down to the coin toss being Kansas City. So I went up and I couldn't, for some reason, it wouldn't let me combo these plays. So I just walked out and said, you know what? Maybe this is an omen. And I got home and fucking every single, every single fucking thing I would have bet on came through. Everything that I did bet on, it just wouldn't go through for some reason. She said, oh, you, you can't combo number one with number 80. You can't combo number 11 with number seven. You can't combo. So I just said, fuck it. And I don't understand why I tried everything yesterday. At the Marie's Mini Mart down by my house. Everything. I went through fucking 25 slips if I went through one. And nothing would work. And I think it was just some glitch. But fuck me. I would have hidden. I would have hit everything. The over for the game. I think it was at 51. Uh, everything. Field goal uh, made. First score. Coin flip. Fucking all of it. Anyway, that's that. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. I made uh, what fifty-something dollars, I guess. So that's that. And what did I think of it? It's exactly what I thought. I didn't want to bet against Mahomes. I'm glad I didn't. And uh, Jesus, Travis Kelsey at the end of the game, though, let fucking Mahomes speak. They had two of them there being interviewed together. Whoever it was from Fox is asking questions, and Kelsey wouldn't let the fucking MVP of the league speak. Jesus, dude, I know you just won the fucking Super Bowl. Relax, calm down, foot off the gas. Christ. Fucking yapping and yapping. I need a big snot coming out of his nose too it looked like he was hyped up on blow I'm sure he wasn't I'm just saying it was a bad look after the game but anyway congrats uh, and it was entertaining that was as entertaining a Super Bowl as I've ever seen and again my rookie eyes probably wouldn't be able to decipher what's good and bad Right? Like when people watch hockey and they, they might see a game that's a rare game that's maybe seven to six in overtime and they that ah, was a great game. But maybe we as fans and ex players, maybe maybe a, 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 an experienced fan or player will look at that and say, Oh, it was a shitty game. You know, lots of defensive lapses and shitty goals, but you know, seven to six was a lot of entertainment. That's the way I saw the game yesterday. So a football connoisseur would probably look at that and say, fuck, what a shit game. I haven't read any follow-up articles. I haven't seen any feedback. I don't know what ESPN thinks of it. I'm not sure. I'm sure there's going to be people freaking out about the last play there of the game, the penalty call. But other than that, I would assume football fans were... Privy to uh, watched a, a, a great game. I, I would think it went back and forth. We weren't really sure who was going to come out on top. It didn't seem to me to be too many controversial calls, other than that last one. There's always going to be something. 
Um, the halftime show, Rihanna, I, I didn't mind it. Fuck, people were freaking out on a couple of the feeds I was looking at. And that's why I don't go to Twitter very much um, anymore. I, I barely even use it. I hardly engage. And everybody's entitled to their opinion. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Who am I to say it was a good performance? I liked, I mean, she's pregnant. She's only going to do so much. I like the color scheme. She was wearing red. Everybody else in yellow, or in white. You know, the dancing seemed all right. She's moving around on a platform. At the end of it, she's finished with diamonds in the, diamonds in the sky. She's up in the sky looking down on a wobbly fucking platform, I might add. I would never have done that. And... Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was all right. I mean, what are you expecting out of Rihanna, right? I, she played her hits. Would have liked to see Ponder replay, but she played most of her hits. Uh, you know, the fans seem to like. I mean, I don't know what people expect. Jam on it? Like, what, what the fuck do you expect? Now, when I heard Rihanna was playing, okay. I don't mind Rihanna. She's a pop star. Wouldn't be my first choice, but she has probably four or five bangers I like. Seems like a decent girl. Works hard. Catchy tunes. Pop princess. Great performer. Why not? Okay, why not? Wouldn't have been my personal first choice, but really... I mean, she appeals to a lot of fans. Nowadays, you can't say that about 90% of the music artists out there one way or the other. I mean, who's my favorite up-and-coming new kind of... <clears throat> Who would it be, I suppose? Uh Chad Brownlee, there you go. Well, Greta Van Fleet, keep going back to them. But um, as far as band, and, you know, I think they, I don't think they were as popular. I, I know they're not. So they get up and did their thing, would have pleased me personally, but I don't think that huge audience. Adele, I suppose, has she done it? I saw Adele at the game. Um, who else was at the game? Paul McCartney. I mean, I'd love to see McCartney, but he played a few years ago and, you know, starting to get dated. I mean, I suppose it is the Beatles, but he's not going to play again. Stones have played it before, right? And then you're, you're playing up to just people that are rock fans. I, you know, I expected Rihanna or Olivia Rodrigo, Adriana Grande, something like that, right? They probably will at some point. Billie Eilish, right? Play to a degree, I suppose. Um, Taylor Swift, she's done it. The Weeknd. I don't know. I'm trying to think of outfits that would appeal to a vast amount of people that crosses genres and really Rihanna's one of them. So love her or hate her. She is an artist that pulls in 
a large demographic, right? And all she can do is perform her songs, and that's what she did. Her voice, see, people are saying lip syncing. Well, part of it, part of it, like they had to have those looped over background vocals. Or I mean, come on. You're playing at the Super Bowl. It's not exactly acoustically friendly, right? So, you know, some of it is going to be looped over. But she was singing. She was seemed to be on tone, on pitch, however you say that. Um, I like the moving platforms was kind of amusing. And again, I mean, what would I give it? I don't know for what. And I like the end. Like, I don't know, an eight. What's a 10 out of 10? It's a fucking football game, first of all, right? Again, so you're going to lack a little bit in acoustics and stage performance, I suppose. I mean, you're only playing a medley of your songs. You're only playing one verse and the chorus maximum. I mean, Umbrella was the biggest hit there, I think, right? Rihanna's, it's tough to say what her biggest hit is. Every, Pretty much every song she played was a top 10 hit. But... I would think Umbrella's the most culturally influential. You know, it seemed to be massive when that song came out. She only sang about six words of it, right? She sang Umbrella. I don't even know if she went into the chorus or the the verses. Maybe one. So anyway, I, I honestly, I don't see a reason to be cynical about something so subjective. Whatever, it's a performance. People were freaking the fuck out. That fucking bitch, get her off the stage. Fucking whore. I'm going, Jesus, boys, she's trying to put on a show. Right? People were freaking out. She grabbed her crotch. I'm going, this is 2023. It wasn't a big deal when Michael Jackson used to do it. I don't know. Was that fucking 40 years ago? <clears throat> I didn't think there was that big of a deal at all with it. I thought she's pregnant too on top of all that. So she looked pretty phenomenal. And uh, I don't know what it's like to be pregnant, but it's probably not easy to get go jumping around on platforms 300 feet in the air. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Probably not your first choice. Right? So anyway... Fuck it. Hats off to Rihanna. She did what they asked her to do. And who the fuck am I to judge that? A hockey player here on Pine Bud Crescent in Mount Pearl in the fucking freezing cold. Wouldn't know a fucking instrument if it slapped me across the face. Wouldn't know how to play one anyway. And I'm going to sit here and judge Rihanna at the fucking Super Bowl. Out of billions of people. Went out pregnant, sang her fucking songs, dangling around on a rope in the fucking sky in halftime of a football game. Yeah, I don't know. It was okay. I don't watch it for the music. You know what I'm saying? Christ. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. 
Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for hockey, baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, and make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. You've probably found that the smallest changes to your routine can actually make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change if it's something you use every day, just like Raycon earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yep, Raycon started half the price of other premium audio brands. That means you don't have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. Again, that's buyraycon.com THPN to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash THPN When do you want to go? 7.30 I take Penny Lane to school It's 7.10 Andrew Shaw on Wednesday Looking forward to that Trying to catch up with Andrew for weeks and it's always a timing thing and people when I mention that a lot of people um that I conversed with, especially in, in, in Halifax, in Truro there last, uh, last Friday. Uh, I guess they, they thought where I've been bringing him up so much that I'd played with Andrew Shaw and I knew him a little bit and they were like, Hey, you know, tell Andrew hi from so-and-so and you know, where'd you guys play together? Man, I never played with Andrew Shaw. He came in way after me. Andrew retired from the NHL now, but he retired early. Real early, I think Andrew retired at 31, maybe, or 30. A um, couple of Stanley Cups to his name. Love the way he plays. I've mentioned him on here a lot before, and usually my guests, yes, I would have come across them at some point. I'm looking forward to having Chad Brownlee on here, country music artist. Check check him out. And uh, he's coming soon. We got Darren Langdon, Darren Colburn. Oh, God, I've got... Rick Five, Ronnie Duguay, I got a lot of guests coming. Um and I'm really looking forward to them. But yeah, Andrew Shaw, I've never I know his coach was Terry Virtue, who's a friend of mine. He was on this 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 uh podcast, I believe, in the summertime. Uh maybe thirty or forty episodes ago, not even. 
And Terry is a pretty good friend of mine. Was uh, an unreal teammate. It wasn't my teammate, but I I, I hear that and uh, a funny guy to play against. Rich was really just a funny guy overall, is a funny guy overall. So that's my link to Andrew Shaw. So we got talking about that. I posted some pictures. Andrew follows me on Instagram and he commented and I said, fuck it. You know, you want to come on the show? I'd love to talk about your Stanley Cups, about playing for such legendary original six teams as the Habs and the Blackhawks coming out of the OHL. What makes them tick? You know, what makes them play that tenacious style? And because of that tenacious style, I think Andrew Shaw is underrated. I really do. Um, it's hard to be underrated when you're a pretty big cog in a wheel that wins the Stanley Cup. But still, I think he was a little bit underrated. I do. Two-way guy gets under your skin. He can bury it with the best of them. Um, you know, and uh, deceivingly smart. Andrew Shaw's hockey IQ. I can safely say is deceivingly smart. Um, and I just love his attitude. I like team first guys in an era like we live in today. So many people are so fucking selfish and I'll go anyway. Anyway, it's nice to see guys like Connor Bedard, you know, at the World Juniors there, give credit to his teammates. It's nice to see people like Andrew Shaw right down to the time they retired not toot their own horn as much as their teammates, you know? There's a time and a place to toot your own horn and a way to do it, of course, right? But the best teammates, I find, can articulate a question in a very team-like way. And... uh I love the way that Andrew answered questions. That's putting it really simple. That's the simplistic way to look at it, I suppose. Just that I liked the way he answered questions. I liked the way he handled himself. I liked the way he gave his other te his, his teammates credit. And going down to it last night, say the football game ended, so I know a lot of you watched it, and I'll go back to that interview. I like Travis Kelsey, by the way. He just seemed fucking jacked. I mean, he just won the Super Bowl, of course. But there's still, if, if it's me, I, I'm letting Patrick Mahomes speak, right? That's what I'm doing. The MVP, uh, second Super Bowl. It's going to be tough to get seven. I don't know how anybody, and people making the Brady comments already, relax. I love Patrick Mahomes, and I'd love to see him. Records are there to be broken. Greatness is there to be witnessed and, and challenged. And I'd love to see him break off fucking Brady's, Brady's records. I mean, you know, we're... That's what sports is about. You don't want it to stay static. But at the same time, let's respect Tom fucking Brady. Two isn't seven. It's not even close. People are starting that conversation already have a very, very, very short or memory. Recency bias, if I've ever heard it. I love Mahomes. He seems to have more in the toolbox. He seems to be off to a great start in his career. Obviously, two Super Bowls out of four or five. He was only drafted in 2017. Is it possible he gets where Brady does? Yes. But again, Tom Brady has seven Super Bowls. More than any team has. Seven. Super Bowls. Not fucking division championships. Super Bowls. So, you know, 
Let's give credit where credit is due. Let's sit back. Let's take a deep fucking breath and a glass of water. Slap across the face. And no, Mahomes isn't Tom Brady. Could he be 100% of the whole league? Is there anybody else I think could? No. I think there's great players. This was Josh Allen's year again, right? Supposed to be. But where Brady has seven, you better start winning. Because I don't want to hear any fucking comparison, you know, premature about this guy or that guy that's up and coming. Even Allen with Buffalo, love it. But look how hard it is, right? At the beginning of the year, people are calling, they're going to go fucking, they're going to go undefeated, they're going to win it. The odds on favorite. I know, but shit happens. Every year shit happens. And uh, odds on favorites don't always come out on top. And like I said, Tom Brady, 32 fucking teams in the league. It's not like he did this in the 40s. Seven. Now, like I said afterwards, I mean, it's the Super Bowl. I'm throwing Travis Kelsey a bone, right? But the first thing, like the report, hey, uh, you know, how do you guys feel after the Super Bowl? And Mahomes was like, well, you know, it was a team that's a... It was a team effort, and I was really proud of everybody. And before he could get that out of it, Kelsey just comes yelling. Everybody should be doing Well, I'll disagree. I think lots of y'all did, Travis. Lots of y'all. So I don't know what you're saying, y'all, and looking into the camera and saying y'all. You're looking at billions of people, hundreds of millions literally at that point. Probably over a billion worldwide. A significant portion of the Earth's population, of the planet's population is watching. I'm going to say minimum millions of people Kansas City. What are you talking about, Travis? You've got Patrick fucking Mahomes on your team. At the beginning of the season, I don't know. I heard Buffalo. I heard Tampa. I heard Philadelphia. But... Not a lot. I heard just as many people at the beginning of the season call Philadelphia as I did Kansas City. Again, you're playing with Patrick fucking Mahomes on your team. And you're going to look in the camera and say, y'all, none of y'all been on us. Y'all count us out. I don't fucking know if y'all did, Travis. I didn't. I mean, I can just go to Tim Hortons up the road in Mount Pringle. I know eight of ten didn't. I have coffee every morning. Go to work out with Ryan Power. There's never more than eight people there. At least half of them didn't. Are you out? I've heard Kansas City for years as being a Super Bowl contender, which they are. At the beginning of this season, I don't know. I'm not going to say every single fucking super football critic or connoisseur had Kansas City 100% winning, but they were definitely in the running. I'm watching every week ESPN, Stephen A's pick, Stephen A's A-list. Kansas City are always on it. So what are you talking about? Everybody counted you out. I understand. I could see if it was the Miami Dolphins. And hockey fans, I could see if fucking Montreal turn it on, or Arizona, and turn it around and win the Stanley Cup. 
Well, if Arizona wins the cup, right? If fucking Arizona comes out and wins the Stanley Cup, then by all means, Lawson Krauss or Jacob Chikrin or whoever, look right in the camera and say, fucking y'all counted us out because y'all did. Because I heard nobody, nobody in their right mind tell me before the season that the Arizona Coyotes were going to win the Stanley Cup or the Chicago Blackhawks, for example. But yet the game ends. The first question, the reporter asked Mahomes and Kelsey, who are standing together, how you guys doing? And Kelsey yells in the camera, yells into it, basically accusing the entire viewing audience of being ignorant and not picking the Chiefs. Meanwhile, a sizable portion which is min probably tens of millions of people he was talking to. Tens of millions did, in fact, pick them. So I guess there's an emotion, there's an emotional level to what Kelsey said. I mean, it's hard to interview someone after the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm excited after a fucking city championship in ball hockey. So I get that he was pumped, and I'll totally throw him a bone. And I do, I don't mind his podcast with his brother there. Uh, I've only listened to little snippets in the last month. I didn't know about it before that. I think he's usually pretty articulate and funny guy, but it was a really weird post game interview from my perspective, especially with Patrick Mahomes sitting next to you. I mean, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Okay, Penny Lane's shoes are at her grandmother's house. There's been a monkey wrench thrown into the situation. Okay, you ready to go? Excuse me one second, folks. Okay, false alarm. She found her shoes, but I do have to keep, uh, I do have to get going. Hey, Penny Lane, come on out. We'll finish off with a couple of questions. First of all, what did you do this weekend? Um, I was in a Winterfest tournament for soccer, and it was an indoor tournament. Indoor soccer tournament. So what was the rules? Was it regular? I mean, it was in a little school gym. So um, how many players? Four before. Four versus four with uh, a lot of teams in the area. What kind of teams did you play against? Was there just uh, three or four teams, or how did it work? No, we were scheduled to play specific teams. Like, we played CBS and Paradise. Paradise is a city in Newfoundland, by the way. Yeah, you played a few. And, and anyway, you guys came out on top. Um, and who was your team made up of for the most part? What do you mean? Well, was it friends of yours? Was it girls from your team that you play on in the summer? Was it random school children? Like, who was it? Well, it was for, like, you had to include your club. So it was, like, Mount Pearl. And most of my friends are on Mount Pearl anyways. And you guys won again. Now, that's a few. There's a winter championship. You won a couple in the summertime. And now, now it gets real. The next few months, you're training because your provincial team is going where to play. I don't, we don't know yet. 
Oh, you don't know where you're going yet. Okay, I know you're going to either Halifax or Ottawa, I believe it is. And uh, how many girls from Mount Pearl, your club team, are on the provincial team with you? Um, I'd say like eight or nine, but that could be wrong. But I think it's like eight or nine. Quite a few. So Mount Pearl does have a, I won't say a powerhouse, but certainly good representation on the on the provincial team. Definitely one of the better teams on the island. And lastly, what did you think of your first NHL experience saying this is a hockey podcast? We went, for those that don't know, I was it three weeks ago? Three weeks ago, we went to see the Habs play uh, the Leafs. They won in overtime. What did you think of that, Penny Lane? I liked it. It was pretty cool. What stands out about you from, from the game, from we walked in, what, the, the crowd, the sounds, the action? What did you, uh, I guess, what are one or two things that you noticed from your first professional hockey game? Or first NHL game, I guess we went to see the Growlers before. Your first NHL game, what, what stands out? Um, I'd probably say the crowd stands out a lot. The crowd was, it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, okay, you can go on now. You, you uh, ready for school? Ready to go? Crowd stands out. It was Leafs Habs. I'm thinking most people I'm talking to have been to an NHL game. But if you haven't, uh, I highly recommend it. But if, if you're going to go to a game, that kind of rivalry, it kind of worked out for us. I mean, I'm going to go to a Habs game. First, take her to see a game for the team I played for. And so it's always going to be a little bit different going to a Habs game, right? At least from a hockey culture perspective, because you're pretty much at ground zero for, you know, hockey history. Eh. You get the original six. I won't say ground zero for hockey history, but for sure you're you're sitting in a building that oozes hockey history, and uh, they played the leaps. So I mean, it couldn't have been a better atmosphere, unless it was playoffs. So anyway, but I'm rambling. We got to get going. We got to take her to school. I got a big day. Um, looking forward to it. Having Andrew Shaw in here and. Starting Shorzy, I was going to get into that, and I'll talk more about it next next podcast. Shorzy starts next month, and um, a lot of people were wondering where we're going to be doing it. Well, we're doing it in Ontario, obviously. We do it in Sudbury. But it's not like you can come watch the games. But if you follow my feed, there are going to be some public events we're doing. One's going to be at a Sudbury Wolves game for sure. So just stay tuned. Stay tuned to my feed, uh, the Shorzy feed, uh, mostly on Instagram is where we're most active. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll have a lot to say in the upcoming days, weeks, and of course, months about that, uh, music. Listen this week, I'm just going to say Chad Brownlee. Okay. Chad played with us in the game in Truro. He's a great country musician with a huge listenership. If you haven't heard of them, check him out. My favorite, there's, uh, his album, he had an album three or four years ago, Hearts on Fire, okay? So I'll recommend that. But he's had three or four, uh, and his most recent was a huge hit, Forever is Not Going to Change Us Now, I think is Forever is Not. Anyway, my favorite, Hearts on Fire. I'm going to have him on my podcast soon. And Chad's an, a, a great hockey player, Vancouver pick. Um, 
played Minnesota State, I believe, one of the colleges in Minnesota, and uh, played in the Idol Steelheads, my old team. Very, very good hockey player, just a musician, you know, much like Joe Dolan, you Shorzy fans. Um, Chad, while he was writing the buses, uh, while he was riding the buses, found himself writing some songs, uh, performing them for his teammates, and morphed to use that to transfer into being a successful recording artist, and he is damn good. So there you go. My music uh, recommendation this week is support the fucking hockey community and listen to Chad Brownlee and, by extension, Joe Dolo. Why not? Some great hockey players, good friends, and um, talented people. Folks, if you're in St. John's, check out. You want to go for a drink, check out the Bull and Barrel. Check out TJ's Pub, Rob Boy Confusion, Martini Bar, Green Sleeves, and the Bull and Barrel, of course. If you want to go for a bite to eat, why not do it at Merchant Tavern? Why not do it at Blue on Water? And, of course, Wedgwood Cafe, if you're going to work out. Change your life. Strength and balance for the body and mind. Ryan Power. Power conditioning. Rope walk lane. It is phenomenal. Check it out soon. Um, Mr. Lube with locations on Torbay Road and Cam Mount Road. Live, laugh, lube. Check it out. True Hockey Take What's Yours. And, of course, Pitbull Pain Relief. Pitbull Pain Sticks. I swear by them. Go to pitbullpainrelief.com and order now. And... Uh, see what all the fuss is about. Thanks a lot, folks. I'll be back in just a couple of days with one of my favorite players in recent history, Andrew Shaw. Have a great week. I'll catch you on the rebound.